I got a billion dollar mindset, steady as a flow, navigating all my time spent, letting us know. Billion dollar, billion dollar. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the internet's number one success podcast, Into the Mind, where we break down and analyze the characteristics, strategies, and stories of successful entrepreneurs, investors, and high achievers, so that together we can learn from their mistakes, be inspired by their victories, and replicate their formulas for success. I'm your host, Marlon Johnson, former parkour athlete turned real estate investor and entrepreneur, and I'm on a mission to help 7.8 billion people improve their personal personal, professional, and financial lives by empowering their mindsets and connecting them to the right people. Today, my guest is back for round two, and you might remember and recognize him. It's Alejandro Alvarez. You've seen him all across my social media because I'm constantly reposting him, and perhaps you even remember the earlier episode he did this year, Into the Mind. Alejandro has been someone that I personally have leaned on a lot throughout this year to help me stay accountable. And recently, along with two others, he and I have started the Think Big podcast, which airs every Tuesday live on YouTube at 5 p.m. Arizona time. So today we're going to be diving back deeper into Alejandro's life because he got into real estate. And before that, he had an interesting past that he's managed to keep a secret for all these years. So also, we're going to be talking about how Alejandro's mind works as an entrepreneur and the things that he does to keep himself progressing daily. So Alejandro, what's going on, bro? Welcome back to the show. What is up, man? Thank you for having me, brother. What a powerful intro, bro. We've, we've came a long way since the last time we've spoken on this podcast. Bro, I know I'm excited for this one, man, you know, and what's even more exciting is for the people that like if their first time, you know, encountering you right now is here, I'm going to recommend they stop listening right now. Go back and listen to the part one. I'll have the link down below. Go listen to part one. Get Alejandro's full story. So you're caught up to speed because today we're going to jump right back into it. And Alejandro, dude, like people that see you now, I mean, look at it. They could already see you in the studio. Like you go into monk mode, like you're monk master Alvarez. <laughs> and you know, like it, it's crazy. But if I like, if I had met you, you know, let's say four or five, six years ago, you know, I, I would have met a different person. So I want to oh, go back yeah. there because you were, uh, you were a music artist back then. Yep. Bro. Indeed I was. Dude, that's fire. Like, it's crazy. Like, I didn't, it wasn't until you came out here in Arizona. We we spent uh, about a couple days together, about four or five days together. And one night we were just like coming home from dinner and you're just like, yeah, bro, I used to make music. I'm like, oh, like, like back in high school, like everybody made music. You're like, nah, bro. Like, you're like, no, no, no. I made, I mean, music, bro. So what was your career before stepping into real estate? And was this even during the time that you were working in the car dealership? Like, was it alongside it? Um, yeah. Um, when I went back to the dealership, I was kind of exiting it out. I was building out my exit to the uh, in the music industry. So it was like, okay. a, it was kind of like a long-term plan just to see if really I was really passionate about music. Or, you know, if I was made for it or not, just to see what's going on. But when I went back to the dealership, I started to realize that all I wanted was just a very stable uh, life as far as financially. And, you know, the music really got really difficult, especially when the pandemic hit, because, you know, clubs are getting shut down. That's where I made my money <laughs> at the club. So it was like, OK, well, I can continue making music. Um, but am I really passionate about it? And there's a lot there's a lot there's a lot of nuance to it and why I realize I'm not passionate about it. Um, but 
for different reason. I love music for different reasons now. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, bro. Cause I mean, you were good. Like you played me some of your music and I was like, yo, I, I did one of the, yo, is that you? Like, yo, bro, it was like, it was fire. And you, mm -hmm. you had a knack for it, right? Like the aesthetic, like between music videos, between the sound, um, between all of it. And you, you built a pretty decent following. Like you were actually finding success in that industry. You know, like I know most oh, people yeah. when they chase after something, you know, oftentimes individuals pivot because they weren't finding success. However, you were actually finding success. You were able to go into venues and you were able to, you know, fill a room, fill a, fill a, a venue for the evening. And I'm curious when you were doing that, did you learn skills? Like were there skills that you picked up from being a performer that have come over and served you now as an entrepreneur? Um, I would say the consistency. I knew for for sure, like a lot of, I think a lot of new people, newbies that get into the business industry, the entrepreneur business, um, they start to get this feeling like they're supposed to be successful the first year, the second year, you know, but I've been doing music since I was maybe five years old. You know, I didn't wow. take it serious until um, I got older. And then I realized, wow, if I really, if I was really consistent back in the days, I would have been famous by now. So maybe the consistency for sure was one of them and getting into the right rooms was huge for me that transferred over into my entrepreneurship as far as, you know, real estate. Like I have to get into these rooms. See, yo, you know, what? that's kind of funny. Cause even like right before we started recording, you and I were talking, like I told you, like I just finished up running eight miles, right? Like I'm preparing for my next marathon and this is something I want people to listen to because like when they listen to these podcasts, I want them to like walk away with things that can help them get better. That's why we talk about our stories and we talk about what we're going through. And I told you, as I was running those eight miles, this idea started to come through my mind. Like what you just said, that consistency, that working day after day after day, how if you know, look, I want to get into the gym. I want to lift and bench press a thousand pounds. You're not going to just show up on day one and be like, all right, time to bench a thousand and start feeling some type of way if you can't get it up right away. Yet in entrepreneurship, a lot of us, you know, that's the approach we take. It's like, yo, I want to make a million dollars right out the gate year one, right? And if I'm not a net millionaire by the end of year one, I'm screwing up. Right. I know I never had any business experience. I know my parents aren't entrepreneurs. I know this is the, the first time I've ever read an entrepreneurial book, but I should be a millionaire. You know, in essence, I should be able to bench a thousand pounds the first time I walk in the gym. Right. You know, so exactly. hearing you say that even like within the music industry, you recognized, look, consistency was key. And you I didn't know you'd been doing it since you were five years old, man. I didn't know music was like that much a part of you, like who you are. Oh, my God, bro. So much about music, bro. I can go, I can go hours about my music journey. <laughs> Bro, that's fire. And I, I mean, that's why like our introduction, I mean, you, you made the intro for Think Big, right? Like you were the one that found that beat and that beats fire, by the way. Like, and you helped put that together, like the, the whole aesthetic there. Thanks, so bro. even within the music industry, you, you said you discovered that being in the right rooms was critical, right? Very. Like that was, what do you mean by that? Like kind of break that down for me. Sure. Um, it builds credibility and it shows the world that you're around very important people. And when you're around very important people, people start to think that you also are important and, you know, you're no longer a stranger. You know, you no longer, you no longer so much of a question, questionable person. Like, are you really good? 
right? But when you're hanging out with big stars in the industry, I mean, I'm talking big, big stars, people like number one artists on, on the billboards and all that. And when people see you hanging around with them, it's like, oh, yeah, this guy knows something and I need to have him. I need to have him in my club. I need to book this guy. You know, I've I've been booked before without people even knowing, like maybe more than one song from me. It's like, yeah, 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 dude, just just come on, whatever. And like, <laughs> funny enough, bro, when I first started doing shows here in in uh, Dallas, Texas, I've I've sold out a couple of clubs, man, and it was and it was really fun just to see that. And yeah, but that's what I mean by getting in the big rooms because pe- once people start seeing that you're actually taking this serious and you actually got this look um, you're posting a, a videos of you on stage uh, videos of you with, you know, crowd, you know, the fans loving you. It's like, okay, yeah, this guy's real deal. So that kind of mirrors back into my entrepreneurship as far as in real estate is if they don't see you around other people in real estate, especially big, big, um, big names, they're like, well, I don't know if you're a big deal or not. And that's huge, especially with, you know, in real estate, because what if you want some lenders? Mm-hmm. Where are they going to search you up? Like, who are you? You only got zero posts or one post on your Instagram. Who are you? I don't know who you are. But when they go to your Instagram and they see all that, that, you know, uh, credibility, like, okay, cool. This guy knows something. Yep. I mean, Alejandro, you right there, right? And like, I want to I want to hang out here for a second because this is something like that's so critical, especially for anybody that's listening and they're thinking about, you know, what basically what I find is a lot of people struggle with imposter syndrome. Like you've heard of that before? Yes. Right? You know, yes. like, and they, they get caught up in this place of feeling like, man, like I haven't done enough yet. I, I, I don't deserve the thing I'm going after. And what you're saying right there is like, you know, by association, you can actually help the world see you as the person you're becoming. Right. And I know for myself personally, I've been able to leverage my association with other individuals to get guests on the podcast, to raise money, to get business deals sent my way. You know, Mm -hmm. things that if it were just me by myself, not leveraging anybody else's credibility, it would have taken me years additional to get to the things, to get the successes I've had. Mm-hmm. So recognizing this, I'm curious, right? In the, the beginning stages, you know, what were some things that you were using or doing to help yourself get into certain rooms, whether it's as an artist or as an entrepreneur? Because I think that's where most people struggle where they're like, but like, I don't, like, how do I get into these rooms yet? Like, cause I, in their mind, they still think I am nobody still, right? Like I just got started. I don't know yeah. what I'm doing. You know, and that's a tough one for some folks. So I'm oh curious like, what you would give as advice. I'm I'm laughing because I, I remember the first time I got in, you know, I started getting like somewhat of a uh, a buzz into the music industry. And this is um long story short, I used to do um hip hop first. I was I was I was um I was um inspired by 50 Cent back in the days when I was five years old. And that that that's when I was living in St. Martin. And, you know, there's very little things we can do in that island. And music was one of the huge parts of, you know, that culture over there. Um, but fast forward when I was started doing Hispanic music, Latin music, dude, the first thing I started doing was just going out to clubs and talking to DJs because those are the guys that are most loved in the in the clubs. Those are the guys that these people are, oh, here comes the DJ. He's going to play the best music, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, there, there was this one guy, uh, one DJ named Venice, DJ Venice. 
dude, amazing guy. I I was like, hey, bro, let me buy your drink, you know, just network. And I didn't I didn't know what you call it back then. I was like, I just want to be nice so you can play my music. Um, <laughs> but it was like, hey, I got this Spanish music. That's that this was my first Latin song ever in my entire life. I grew up learning English, grew up learning uh, uh, Spanish in, in, in my house, in my home, and grew up learning French in school. So when I told this guy, like, hey, I got the Spanish music, and I knew it was a hit because I I put it on SoundCloud for, like, Latin um, artists, and, dude, the thing blew up. I think it, was, it had, like, 13,000 downloads in less than a month or something crazy like that. It was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. I'm like, hey, play the song, play the song. He was like, let me listen to it, and then he listened to it. It maybe like 20 seconds he's like, okay, I'm gonna play it. Bro, I was so excited, bro. I I pulled out my phone, he started playing, everyone was jamming out. They didn't even know I was the one like you know, making um singing on the song. And I was just enjoying that moment. That was like my first video I posted, and people were like, Oh my god, this guy's gonna blow up. His song is playing in the in the clubs. What's crazy is Marlon, is that when I used to be in hip hop, and this is why I transfer over to Latin music is when I was in the hip hop industry, dude, your credibility has to be established or you have to know someone. Because when I first did the same exact thing in the hip hop industry, it was like, who are you? What For what? Mm. Hey, listen, I'm give me 300 bucks and I might play towards the end of the night. It was like that type of vibe. I'm like, wow. And you know me till this day, I'm such a, like, I like my positive energy. And I didn't like the way he, you know, he responded to that. I was like, man, whatever. Let me go into this Latin music thing. Two weeks later, I'm playing. In the, I'm playing in the club. So that was a, that was a huge step, and it was so funny now that I look back at it, bro. Because I was really, I was really that introvert guy that don't want to be out, don't want to talk to people, and I knew that's something I have to over um, overcome eventually. So when I did that, that that's when I realized, man, I really got to get out here. Um, so that was my first step into getting to the big rooms: is follow, tag along the people that are in the room already. You don't need to go knock, just shake hands and they'll open the door for you. Right. And then they can let you in. Same thing with everything in business. Know the right people network. Yeah. You know what? I, I want to highlight something, right? Because you you just said something that you are an introvert. Right. And I think that is like something that like blows people's minds. Right. <laughs> when it's like. Cause like they see you, man, like you've got a dope aesthetic, right? If they've ever heard your music, like they would hear it like that dude's an introvert, right? Like this guy that like, you know, played and like sold out, uh, sold out clubs, got like the room pop in the room, like just that guy's an introvert. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. And recognizing that being able to go out and communicate and network and find the right hands to shake, like you said, that open doors, that's a skill. Right. Like that's a skill. And if it's a skill, that means anybody can learn it. Yeah. It means anybody is capable of doing it. So you started to learn in the music industry how important it was to to go out and to network and to really shake those hands. And mm -hmm. then essentially in business, did you found it was the same thing? Like as you started to step into the entrepreneurial world? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, bro. The 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 main thing with me, it's like uh I guess me being an introvert back then, it's um and I still consider myself somewhat of an introvert but to a certain extent but back then it's like I just I just hate being forced to shake hands with people I dislike because of their energies just to get in the room I really hated doing that and that was really difficult and you know me being when I went to the lighting thing it was a complete different room um but now that I'm in real estate 
me being surrounded with the best community and you know you and i are part of the yeah, best bro. community on the planet bro sub two community it's like oh my god bro like there's so many go-givers there and if not um our mentor pace morby will help you and show you how to be a good a go-giver a go-giver and that's the type of energy like i that's the room i've always wanted to be in like when i first joined like that first month i'm like I don't, I don't want to hear anything about any other mentorships. Don't talk to me about any other mentorship. This is where I need to be. Please. This is it. And it was for that reason, that energy, bro, that energy that Pace gives out and, you know, helps us create to make us better. Yo, while we're talking about this, I got to do a quick minute to say shout out to Pace Morby, whether he ever listens to this podcast or not. I just got to give that man some love because straight up one, he's the reason that I know my brother Alejandro here. If it weren't for Pace putting together the most rock star real estate community for creative financing on planet freaking earth, I wouldn't have met this awesome man. And for that, I'm forever grateful. And Pace has really been a leader and a role model in how to be a go-giver and attracting the right kind of people. So that's a room you want to be in. So let me ask you this, right? Because you just said something really critical too. You said there was a point where, you know, like you were shaking hands, but it was with people that you didn't necessarily want to shake hands with. And it just mm. didn't feel right. And you later, like through the Latin music, found the right rooms and through sub two and through real estate, you found the right rooms to be in. How important is that? Because I think a lot of people, when they hear us say like, hey, you got to go out and shake hands, you got to go out and network. They think of perhaps like that old school kind of networking where you go in straight up your brown nose and you're sucking up to people who you really don't like. You're trying to impress people that you really don't care for because they might be able to provide you with some sort of opportunity or advantage. Do right. you, you know, I'm curious on your opinion on that. Like, do you feel that, Hey, there's a bit of, you know, go suck up to that person who, or maybe suck up isn't the right word, but go and please that person who maybe you don't necessarily feel a vibe with, or is it important that a person still follow that vibe? That's a really good question. And before I get into that, um, something where we, while we were in a topic of pace, something that really helped me come out of my shell when I was that I'm introverted. It's like, bro, if you if if you even knew when I joined sub two, you wouldn't know anything about me for like another three months. And something pace had told me back in the days was, hey, it's selfish of you to keep all this talent to yourself. And when he told me that, bro, like I that that touched. That, that that was like, wow, he's pretty much telling me I'm being really stingy with my time, with my talents. When there's people out there that's awaiting to hear from you, to learn from you, there's people that need your help. And I'm over here like, hey, I want to change the world. But how can I if I'm really being stuck in my introvert mindset? And that's that statement right there completely helped me. So just wanted to give a shout out to Pace Morby for that. That's huge, bro. And I probably wouldn't even be on this podcast if it wasn't for him, <laughs> to be honest. Because I would have still been my introvert. I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't even have a black 6K camera and nothing. I would just be doing a whole bunch of hardcore work behind the scene. And people would just know about me because, you know, I'm doing some transactions, whatever. Um, but to get as far as like following the vibes and shaking hands with the right people, um, I'm not necessarily saying that you don't have to communicate with these people. Um, you can definitely learn from these people as well. Um, even if they don't vibe with you, just because they don't vibe with you doesn't make them a bad person. It just means they're just not in the type of energy that you're wanting. Everyone is different. We're all humans. We all have our specific likes or dislikes or needs, you know, so it doesn't mean that, oh, I don't like this person. Well, 
you can still learn from that person and you can still provide value and that person can still provide you value to help you reach out to the person that you like, right? So you got to look at stuff like that. You got to look at everything as a step to the next level. Not every step is going to be a simple step and then you might fall and you might scrape your knees on that step, right? You might have to come back. You might have to jump because that other step is missing. Some You, you just got to think about it like that. It's Everything's not going to be perfect. So if you're meeting with someone, that person's not going to be perf a perfect um, person that's going to resonate with you. But it could still be a person that you can temporarily be with, right? There's sometimes you meet people temporarily and they can help you scale or vice versa. You can help them scale or you can change their mind on how to talk to people. Let's say you don't like this person because they're talking to you in a very rude way or non-filter way. You can meet that person temporarily and tell them, hey, I don't like the way you speak to me. It makes me feel like this. And they may need it to hear that. And that you saying that might make them a better person. So, it's, yo, you yeah. know what? I, res I respect that. And, you know, I want to actually, and this is a part where, again, y'all, like if this is resonating with you, I really want you to go back and listen to that first episode I did with Alejandro, because in that first episode, we spoke about the, how much time you spend on getting into alignment, right? How you use time to meditate so that you can start to understand yourself so that oh, you can yeah. begin to, when you understand yourself, it allows you to be more intentional with others where you're aware of your own energy, you're aware of your likes and your dislikes and what works for you and what doesn't work for you. It allows you to communicate with other people and it helps them get in tune with themselves. So like what Alejandro is saying right there, I, I got to you know give you some props for that, bro, because those are the sort of conversations, those authentic, genuine conversations that people need to have that help them change their paradigm. Because when one authentic person comes to another authentic person and communicates, it unlocks new perspective. It helps people see what they haven't seen before. So I like that you're able to take that approach and you're able to say, hey, look, even though that person's energy isn't necessarily the type of energy I rock with, I could still go over there and communicate in a non-confrontational way where there's still a possibility for collaboration that benefits both he and I, and we can all grow from this interaction. Right. And that's powerful. That takes understanding the self. That takes understanding who you are. So that's fire. I'm curious now, bro, with, you know, your your mind has been evolving and growing, right? Very much from when you came from the, the music, very much from when you came from working in the car dealership to now running your own business, having time with building your team, being around powerful mentors like Pace Morby and just going and taking the information you've received and doing trial and error with it, actually putting in the work. And I've watched your mind grow. I've watched you think more like an entrepreneur. I'm curious, how is your mind thinking nowadays in comparison to, let's say, when you first got into entrepreneurship? Like, is there has there been a paradigm shift between what you thought you were doing in the very beginning to what you look at what you're doing now? Absolutely. 1000%. And I think that's, you know, that's bound to happen as well. If you continue believing in um, your goals and continue executing, you're going to, you're going to discover some new things that, you know, you would have never thought that you would think about, obviously, because you're growing into a different environment and different rooms, uh, different financial goals. Um, but for me, when I first started, started, I thought, you know, wholesale was, that's it. I'm I'm going to be a multimillionaire through wholesale. I'm going to do a whole bunch of assignment fee because, you know, at the time, 
Um, I'm coming straight from the dealership. I'm like, dude, I'm one of the biggest closers. I'm going to close all these deals and make all these assignment fees. It's really that simple. You get something at a discount and get it lower than what a buyer would buy for. Very simple. So at that time, I was like, this is it for me. And that was not the case because I came to realize that I have a different energy compared to a lot of people. So whenever, let's say you have business partners, you have employees, your employees and your business partner may not think like you. So just because you want to make a million dollars a month doesn't mean that they can comprehend how to even, you know, function like that. So that's a big cap that I, it, I had to learn the hard way. I'm like, man, why are we not getting to $500,000 a month? What's going on? And again, Pace Morby, I sat down at the mastermind and he explained to me like, hey, you're the problem. Your employees, your partners, they're great where they're at now. You're the problem because you're wanting to scale here and that may be a problem and you need to fix that. What you need to do is go out and start other businesses. I wasn't thinking like that. I don't even I, like just that little simple thing. I'm like, why didn't I think about that? Why? But just that simple sentence can help you grow and grow. And since then, I've now I have five different businesses. Ooh. I'm still looking for more. So well, has cool. my mindset changed? Absolutely. It has. I look at stuff differently. I'm like, okay, well, let's partner up until, you know, you're comfortable here. If you're comfortable here, which I know for a fact I won't, let's keep it here. Let's keep it stable here. And I'm going to go venture out somewhere else. See? And I think what you're you're describing is something that I want to highlight because a lot of people don't have permission to do what you're doing. And I want to give them this permission right now, right, as a treat for listening to this, which is you realized, and correct me if I'm wrong, you realized that you can build with a person to that level that that individual wants to go. And although you may want to go further, it's no fault of them if this is where they want to stop. And it's okay to say, hey, let's essentially ride the train up until your stop. And when you're ready to get off, I'm going to continue to take the train further uptown, right? But I, And there's going to be no hate, right? Nothing but love. You know, we rode the train to 40th Street, and it was an amazing ride, yep. right? And every now and then when I come back to 40th Street, I'm happy to check in with you. I'm happy to say what's up. Like, this is one of the stops on my train ride. However, I recognize I'm not going to be upset that you don't want to take the train all the way uptown with me, which I think a lot of, I'm going to say newer visionary, a lot of newer entrepreneurs feel that their partners need to be the same as them. They need to want to go just as far as them, not recognizing, like you said, everybody has a different level of hunger. And once their, their hunger is satisfied, you, you can't really blame them anymore for not wanting to have the same level of hustle that you have because your right. hunger is different. Right. Absolutely. And that, not, again, that doesn't necessarily mean that, oh, it's, it's over for your partner. You know, this is, you're gone and they're, no, you, they've helped you get to that stop where they're at now. So it's for you to scale to the next level, they'll help you to get to a specific level. Now you're going to another level. They're still here, but that also means that the door is open for them as well if they want it when they're ready, right? They may not be ready in two years, five years, maybe 10 years. Hey, man, I'm ready to make more money like you. Bro, the doors are open. You've helped me got to step five. I'll help you get to step 10. Let's go. 
Yeah, I love that. That's beautiful. And and now you said right with multiple businesses, right? I, I want to adjust this because some people are going to hear multiple businesses and they're like, wait, but I, I thought I should focus on one thing, you know, and this is like a <laughs> tricky subject, right? Because some people are ready for this conversation and other people, I got to be honest, this conversation is going to be a shiny object for them. So as you're getting mm-hmm. to the point of adding on a multi, another business, another stream of income, what's your thought process? Like, I'm curious to know your decision-making matrix on when it's time to begin to potentially add something new on. And then also when you're adding that new thing on, is there some sort of connection? In other words, like, is it a vertical to the main thing? Is it a totally independent, you know, hey, this is totally not even branched off this is just a totally separate tree way over here or is it connected to the same root so what's your thought process behind that when it comes to building on uh, another stream of revenue oh that's a really good question um for me luckily enough there's so many ways to make money in real estate (laughs) so many ways so all of my businesses are in real estate So I don't need to reinvent any wheels. It's already there. I'm just adding on to my, you know, to my, to my baskets. I'm adding more fruits to my basket, right? Because now if I'm doing wholesale, let's say you want to take down a property. Well, okay, well, I'm starting another entity over here so I can take down property. Hey, where do you get people to help you cold call? Hey, I have a business for that. Hey, what do you get people to skip trace? Well, hey, I got a business for that. It's, it's amazing because what's crazy is the more questions people ask me when they came to me, like, hey, who are you using? Who are you using? I sat back and I'm like, why am I not gotten them into my business? Oh, I don't have a business. Okay, cool. I have to go create one. So for me, it's really easy because it's all connected anyways. But I'm also in the process of doing something outside of real estate, but it somewhat connects to real estate in a way. It's a solar. It's a solar company. So I'm going to start a marketing company for solar. So guess what? If they're not interested in solar because they want to sell their house, hello, I'll buy it from you. <laughs> so it's, 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 almost, I guess you could say it's connected as well. So for me, it's like I'm measuring my time before I, I, I venture off to something else. So I won't, because I don't want to venture off and then make this business weak. So I have to be really careful. So I think about it as like, okay, well, how much of my time does this business requires? And if it requires, you know, maybe four hours a day and I wake up at three o'clock in the morning. So I have a longer day than most people. And let's say by nine o'clock, I'm done doing all my underwriting for real estate. Well, I have four more hours that I can dedicate to another business, um, dedicate to this other business. Like throughout all my businesses right now, I think I would say each of them required no more than five hours, four hours a day, if I had to say so, for other business that I have. One of them don't even require my my attention. I'm just like, hey, let's check the numbers. Okay, is there anything I can do? Cool. So I would See, be really careful with that. Yeah, and you know what? I, I love that answer. And here's why. I want to highlight something, right? Which is you've recognized, you, you said something that's really key. And I want like to highlight this because you said, how do I add something on without weakening what I've already got going on? Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's so critical. And now I, again, like I got to give shout out to, you know, I always try and give credit to where credit's due. The first person I ever saw do this was I watched pace. I watched yeah. pace when I, the very first time I met him. And I don't know if you know this story. The first time I went out to Arizona, you know, a few years back, 
And I told him like, hey, I just want to come out, spend a day so I can see how an operation is ran. I just want to see how this freaking business is done in person. <laughs> so I like, that's just my personality type. I like to touch and feel and see yeah. things and I want to smell the calls happening, right? I want to, I want that experience. And I'm out there and he let me sit in on a meeting that he was having having with uh, Tino at the time. Tino at that time was his um, you know head sales guy. Mm-hmm. And he said to Tino, listen, right now you're doing a fantastic job. Business is doing well. We got leads coming in. We're closing deals. Like, I like what I see. You guys are hitting your numbers. Good job. Now, I want to add an additional department. I want to create a JV department, right? I want to create something where we can help the students close deals so they can submit leads. You guys can work on it. You guys as a sales team will be able to work with their leads. I don't need to take anything home from this. I just want the value for my students. I literally listened to him say this. He's like, I don't need to make a penny off of this. I want the money to go to the students. I want the money to go to you guys. And I want the money to go to the transaction coordinators. I do not need to see a dime from this, but this will help you all increase your revenue, increase what you're taking home. Now, here's the caveat. As you build out this department for you, for us, for this business, here's what I need. Right now, the thing that's working, it cannot miss a beat. Yep. Right. I, that's unacceptable. If this thing starts to slow down, whatever you're doing over here for building this next stream needs mm-hmm. to come to a screeching halt because this cannot miss a beat. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, holy crap. Like I never even thought this kind of conversation happens. And it was interesting to see that thought process. Right. Most people always think it's a this or that, but instead it's a this end that. Mm-hmm. How do I do this and that at a high level? So you recognize for yourself, it's a it's a level of time allotment, right? If it's going to cost me more than X amount of hours, then you have to weigh it out and recognize, look, how do I get more of my time back? How do I get more of my hours back? To the point where you're saying there's even one business that basically requires no sort of time contribution from you. It's more so you were able to set it up and move on, which to me sounds like the most ideal next stream of income. It's amazing because whenever whenever they ask me about, hey, let's do this together. I'm going to go find me X, Y, and Z. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. I have X, Y, and Z. You can reach out to them, which is my business and they'll help you out. And we're like, okay, cool. Awesome. This makes it a one-stop shop. Perfect. And now I'm like, Hey, I have a CC. All I have to do is CC the person. Hey, this is a new client. They need your help. This is what they need. Blah, 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 blah. In an email, they, t- they handle it. So I, I like that. And you know, essentially it sounds like you were able to I want to highlight how you, because some people are like, well, Alejandro, like, but how are you figuring out what business to start next? Right. And I want to highlight what you said earlier as well, which was it came from you actually having conversations with people Mm -hmm. and their needs, right? People were coming to you with needs already. So you weren't creating a need in the marketplace. You were filling needs in the marketplace. (laughs) Right. I I think that's like important because sometimes people are like, they make this, they make business more difficult than it needs to be. Right. Where business can be very easy if we just follow the basic rules of help enough other people get what they want. You'll get everything that you want. Yep. Yep. Exactly, bro. So that's that's absolutely fire, bro. So now I'm curious, right, as you're continuing to build and as you're starting to scale up. Right. With Mm -hmm. the team, are you building new teams or is it like 
you know, are you taking essentially, I don't, cause uh, people are going to ask this question. Like I already know it. Like I, I work with people, I work with yeah. some of my coaching clients. So some of them, I'm just going to be like, yo, go listen to the podcast I do with Alejandro, right? Like mm-hmm. listen to someone else, give you the answer, which is, are you essentially taking team a, like, let's say team a is working on your wholesale business. Are you trying to repurpose to those people now for the business over here with business C or business B, or are you finding a brand new group of individuals to work with? I'm finding a brand new group of individual because that goes right back into what I, what we first spoke about where you don't want to exhaust your business partners. You don't want to put them in a position where that department they're taking off miss a beat. Right. So now you want to go find other individuals. I have, I have other business partners to handle this new venture that I have. Right. And now, but I always give them, you know, my other business partners opportunities. Hey, I want to go, you know, start this other venture. Do you want to join? Do you have the time? You don't have the time? Okay, no problem. Well, I'm going to go start this venture. If you ever want to come in in the future when you're a little bit more, you know, when your task a little bit more delegated, it's here for you. And I go find another business partner that has time that I can bring them resources for us to make money together. So Alejandro, it sounds like you've been able to tap into focus, right? Like for yourself, focus and like getting your team to focus. I'm so curious for people right now. How is it that you have found focus? Like, or like, is focus like even like an important word to you? Like, is that a word you ever think about? I would say more of a self-discipline kind of lines with the same thing as focus. I would say, but self-discipline, the discipline, um, you need, you need to have self-discipline, man. Cause sometimes there's things that I'm doing and I'm like, well, I know I shouldn't be doing that. So having that self-awareness, it's a huge key, man. Huge key. And, I guess you can say focus because when it, when I am when I when I am working on specific uh, task, I put my phone on do not disturb. Um, this other phone on do not disturb. I take emails out and I have one tab open. <laughs> if anyone can take advice from this podcast, when you're working on whatever you're doing, if you can have just one tab open on your Google Chrome, your Safari, whatever you're doing have just that one task. Dude, I've I've seen people's computer and they have like 20 tabs opens and two different screens. I'm like, oh my God, how do you know where everything is at? How can you focus on one thing at a time? Because if you're putting if you're multitasking, and this is I read this in the book, I forgot which one it was. Maybe it was the one thing. Like our brains are not are not designed to multitask at this in so many different avenues. Focus on one thing at a time so you can execute that properly. And I took that to the heart in every sense of ever since I only opened one tab when I'm doing each individual task, I feel so much accomplished towards the end of the day, bro. Because when you have all these tabs open, you're like, oh my God, I forgot to do this. I forgot to do that. I kind of halfway did that. But when you have that one tab and you can click X on that because you completed it, that is so satisfying, bro. I can bro, see you know what? And I got to give you a huge thank you because you helped me with that. Actually, you helped me with when I open up my computer. Now I close out all the tabs right when I'm finishing up with the workday. And the next day I come back and I have my tabs open. I like I start fresh and I use the Pomodoro app, right? Like you put me yes. onto the Pomodoro, bro. I have it on right now. <laughs> right. Like, and it's powerful. And like, I want to highlight this for people because some people might be like, yo, what the hell is the Pomodoro app? Like, how do I get this? And the concept is, Essentially, this is you give yourself focus time, right? You have predetermined amount of focus time. For me, I like to use 50 minutes. So I have a 50 minute focus time where once that countdown is starting, 
whatever task I'm allotting to it, I'm only looking at that. So my phone goes in do not disturb mode. It's flipped upside down. I don't have my emails open. I'm just working, whether it's underwriting, whether it's following up with calls, whether it's getting out, to, reaching out to my contractors, whatever the case is. And I picked that up after Alejandro stayed here and I watched how focused you were. And I watched how disciplined you were about your start and stop times. And I was really impressed by that, that when it was time for you to, like you said, hey, it's time to go. There was no conversation about it. It wasn't a discussion. It was a statement. It's time to go. And I was like, yo, this is something I respect and I can learn from and I can appreciate that I want to apply into my life, that it's time, it's time. Yeah, thank you, bro. Um, you actually inspired me, bro, to put it out there to the world because if you can benefit, I didn't know you can benefit from just my actions and the way I move and the way I do certain things. I didn't know people can benefit just by looking at that. So I'm like, okay, wow, if I can do that, I need to go inspire more people. People like Marlon, Marlon, you take you take notes, you see something that could be beneficial to you and you take action, bro. This is why you and I are still friends. This is why you and I hold each other accountable every single day. We're texting each other, executed or not executed because of this, because of that. I've even texted you like, hey, dude, here's my punishment for today because I didn't complete this thing yesterday. <laughs> and I will have like a whole bunch of extra additional tasks. And I, guess what? I feel good. I feel great. It works for me. Some people say, Bro. don't punish yourself. And okay, I get it. I'm not punishing myself. I'm just pushing myself to a certain limit. So this mistake that I did yesterday doesn't happen again. Yep. No. And you know what? I, I respect that, right? Because that's the thing. There are consequences. And what's nice is there's consequence to living by your disciplines and there's consequence to missing disciplines. So let me ask you this, Alejandro, now that we are, we're getting ready to roll into 2023, right? And I know a lot of people are getting ready to sit down and talk about new year, new me, new resolutions, all that kind of stuff. I'm curious, what does your mind start to think about as we start to roll into the new year? Because we're, we're coming up on December here in the next week. You know, are you someone that, you know, you're going to wait till January 1st and you're going to start mapping out the next year. Have you already begun mapping out the next year? You know, I'm curious. I actually don't know the answer to this question. I have, I've actually already started my map, mapping out my 2023. Um, not so much about how, how much income I want to generate more of all I take, like I said, down with my business partner and I took all of the mistakes we've done in 2022. And I made a plan around that to, avoid those mistakes as much as possible in 2023 and here are the th certain things that are just going to help or help us scale and make more money in the business um so i did start mapping out and i'm still doing it. i'm in the process of still doing that um so that's kind of my mindset is avoid a lot of the mistakes we did here because those were lessons and when you get lessons you're supposed to put them into play eventually so i'm putting these into play all 2023 and i'm sure i'm gonna go learn some new mistakes bro that is fire like yo i'm straight up like i'm clipping that and like that's going on my ig because that's powerful to recognize like you know essentially you're taking a moment to sit down and reflect on all the things that hey this didn't work out well this didn't work out right this is where we screwed up and you're actually mapping out and projecting hey next year how do we avoid these pitfalls because we already know where they are on the map now and how can we improve right what new lessons will we learn next year i like that you call them lessons right and there's a point where it's time to now put your lessons into play i've never oh, yeah. heard anyone say that put the lessons into play 
Absolutely, bro. I've seen people get frustrated from the mistakes they do. I'm like, dude, this is amazing. What are you frustrated about? This is a lesson for you, right? Even like dude, we've done mistakes that cost us money, a good chunk of money that we didn't want to lose. And I'm like, holy crap, that was a really good lesson. <laughs> Let's not do that again. <laughs> bro, I've been there, man. Like I've I've had some deals where I'm like, all right, well, that's uh, you know, another couple grand out of my pocket that I'll never see again, which, you know, not life-ending lessons, but you know, enough that because of it, we learn how to operate better. Because of it, yeah. we could put a system in place. Because of it, we're a little bit wiser. So I think that's huge. So, and I like that you said you've already started mapping this out. So I want people to listen to that, right? We're not waiting. It's today is November 27th, right? And Alejandro said he's already started this process. So that means November, October time, right? In the fourth quarter, he's already mapping out next year. And this yeah. is a huge lesson. I want people to realize it's so important, so critical that you prepare because if you want a thing bad enough, it means you want it bad enough to do the preparation. It means you want it bad enough to put in that work that no one's ever going to reward you for. See, I'm lucky we get to have these sort of conversations because these are typically like, if I never brought this up, no, you're not necessarily telling everybody that like, hey, we're doing this preparation work, but I want people to see the behind the scenes of success. I want people to understand what it takes to get to the level where you're able to build a successful business and build multiple streams of income and continue to grow. There's a lot of behind the scenes work. Like you said, you're waking up at 3 a.m. Like guys, he's waking up at 3 a.m., which is no joke, you know, waking up that early in the morning, you know, waking up before six o'clock, people think it's like nuts, right? This guy's waking up before that to get work done, to get was, to work on himself. I was inspired by Pace Morby once again, bro. I was waking up, I remember when I started doing my own wholesale company, I was waking up at six o'clock. And here's what's funny. This is, uh, this is not like a call out to one of my business partner, but he wakes up a little bit like towards eight o'clock, 8.30. And I thought I was doing something at six o'clock. And just by watching Pace, like waking up at three, I'm like, yo, what am I doing? This guy, 100 times while here, 100 times, right? And he's waking up at three. He's choosing to do that. So I'm like, and I'm over here feeling great at 6 a.m. So when I started doing three, this here's what's funny waking up at 3 a.m., I actually got to uh, uh, text Pace. Just to let him know, I woke up before him like, hey, man, how you doing, man? Just hope you have a great day. And I remember one time, five o'clock, my time, he texted me. It was like 3 a.m. He was like, hey, what have you done so far? This is maybe like two months after the mastermind. And I've told him like, hey, I have I have two businesses now at that time. He was like, keep killing it. So just being like, just by knowing someone and being around th that different energy can help you improve. Right. If I would, if I, if I kept on being around people that wakes up at 8 a.m., not, there's nothing wrong with that. I would still feel good waking up at 6 a.m. But if I'm around mm -hmm. people who's waking up at 3 a.m., the people that are higher levels than I am, now I'm feeling bad waking up at 6 a.m. <laughs> I'm waking up at 3 a.m. with you, bro. Let's go. <laughs> Yo. So I want to like, I want to give that as like an action item for people because real talk, get yourself in a group chat. Like if you don't have, some people are going to use the excuse, well, no one around me does this, right? Yo, guys, Alejandro lives in Dallas, Texas. I live in Phoenix, Arizona. Pace lives in Phoenix, Arizona. This is someone I communicate with daily. He's reaching out. He's talking to Pace on the regular. And we are not in the same physical location. However, through technology, through the use of this technology, we're able to stay accountable with one another. 
I know for myself personally, bro, like today, like I told you, I ran eight miles. Did I want to run eight miles? Not really. I got to be honest. I, I really didn't want to. But then when I saw Daryl put inside our group chat that he ran, like he's on his eight mile run right now, I'm like, yo, come on. You really think I'm not about to go run this eight miles? <laughs> right? Like you really think I'm about to sit here and take a Sunday off? Get out of um, here. Good. Right. And it's that accountability of recognizing when you're around other people that hold you to a higher standard. See, your friends, your good friends, they should make you a little bit uncomfortable. They should make it uncomfortable for you to want to stand still mm-hmm. because they keep moving forward. Right. It's just like, yo, like you said, like if I weren't continuing to grow, you really wouldn't want to be friends with me. Not that I'm a bad person, but you just wouldn't find time for an individual that's not moving forward. Right. Right. So I want to encourage people to start to do that. Start to look at your friend group, right? And just like Alejandro is doing, find people that they push you a little bit. Find people that are waking up a little bit early, going after it a little bit harder, putting in a little bit more work. Very important to do that. That's very, that's life-changing for me, bro. I'm still seeking, seeking more people that are doing better things than I am so I can continue to grow. And, you know, they will tell me their mistakes so I can avoid a few of them. I have a very high risk tolerance. I'm super high on that. Like if someone tells me, Hey, there's a new business, I'm going to take action. Let's go. Just tell me what's my worst case scenario, best case scenario. What do I, what do you want me to do? What's my first step? All right, cool. Let's do it. Let's go. That's fire. So Alejandro, I want to ask this, right? You know, last time we spoke, we, we talked, I always ask people like kind of what books they're reading, you know, or like what are two books that they recommend? And I know you're always in a book, bro. Like, I mean, the first time you and I ever jumped on a phone call, man, we were just like geeking out. Like you were showing me your library. I was like over like, yo, bro, check out my library. Right. So I'm curious, what book are you reading right now? Or what's a good book that you've read recently that you're like, yeah, you know what? I think people, if they're ready for this, should pick this book up. Ooh, I for sure. And this is a book I've been keeping on my shelf for maybe over almost a year because I got into this. I got into this habit of like when I when I started learning, when I started seeing how powerful it is to learn things from books. Dude, I got obsessed with just buying books. My Amazon like my Amazon cart right now probably has over 300 (laughs) books. I'm not over exaggerating right now. And you know how you can have a save for later cart? Yep. I've almost like, I almost click like just buy right now. So I can just have a whole shelf of books and I didn't do, it. I just save it for later <laughs> because <laughs> I had like a hundred other books I need to finish reading. <laughs> I'm like, wait, this is not a good idea. If I continue buying books and I will never get to, to the finish line. So I stopped. I haven't bought a new book. Oh damn. I bought a book like two days ago, <laughs> <laughs> but it was, just, Oh my God. It's like books, books, books. When people tell me, Hey, this book has changed my life. I'm buying it. What yep. about it change your life? Let me read it. Um, but the book that I really read, and for anyone that's in real estate um, or have a wholesale operation or you're talking to seller, um, you can't teach a kid to ride a bike at a seminar. I was holding that book in the, sh- in the shelf for like a year. And I finally picked it up because I got the opportunity to do so. Because, you know, with my 75 hard program, you have to read one book at a time and you cannot move forward until you complete that book. That's yep. that helps you with discipline. Um, so can't teach to write, uh, you can't teach a kid to write a bike at a seminar. That is a great book to listen to or read right now, especially during these times of uh, um, the market shifting and all that. There's going to be a lot of people in pain 
And you're going to want to understand how to communicate properly with those people. You don't want to come up, come off Celsi. So you definitely want to read that, read that book because it's going to, it's going to teach you a lot of things. And a lot of the stuff in the books were a lot of the confirmation because sometimes Marlon, for me, people would say, man, how did you do that? And I can't put the words together to explain it to them. Why, how, or why did I do that? I'm just having a conversation with another human being. And I can't really, because a lot of people like to know the details that book will give you the details on why I do things and how and why I speak to sellers a specific different way. Um, that book will really help you. That's for sure. And it's a quote that I like that I loved on there. And I think I posted it on my Instagram story. It states, the road to success is always under construction. Mm. I'm like, that is perfect. Well said, because to me, I can, it's, I'm always encouraging people, go do mistakes. Don't ask me on how to do it perfect. Just go do mistakes. And I, it's so hard for me to explain people, especially when they have a like a over analytical mindset. There's nothing wrong with that. Again, it's just, there's certain things that you just got to go take action so you can learn, man. And the road to success is always under construction is a beautiful quote because it tells you whether you know a lot or whether you know a little, you're still going to do mistakes. Yep. You're still going to trip. You're still going to, you're still going to, uh, fall you're still gonna you know you're still gonna have to step back you're always that's always gonna happen it's always under construction the beautiful thing is is that you keep moving forward no matter what so that was a really good quote from that book and there's a lot of stuff in that book that's really great like it almost all the pages highlights 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 it reminds me of my 5 a.m book that i love so much yeah the 5 a.m club shout out to that book yeah. when you put me on and you know it's funny that you brought up you can't teach a kid to ride a bike at a seminar because Oddly enough, man, this is how I know I'm on the same wavelength as you sometimes. That book just came back to my mind probably like a day or two ago. Mm. And since it came back to my mind, it's been referenced in the last like 24 hours, three times again. Wow. And I'm like, yo, it's a sign that it's time to pick that book back up because that's a book. I want people to realize that that's not a book that you read for like you just sit down and read for pleasure. It's an instruction manual. It's yep. a book that you take and you apply. And you actively apply it, whether you're in a sales position or not, start applying it to conversations. I mean, it is a game changer in your ability to communicate. So yep. that's fire. And Alejandro, correct me if I'm wrong, but you've been working on, I mean, your setup, by the way, is absolutely fire. You've been working on um, you, building out your YouTube. Am I right? Yes. Yes. I'm working on that, man. We have some lives on there. I'm actually recording some videos behind the scenes so I can put them together. And have my editor edit it really nicely to put it together for everyone on YouTube, teaching people how to find buyers, how to talk to sellers, how to do a lot of the things that I know. So definitely yeah. working on building that out. Bro, so how how can people find that YouTube? Like I wanna I wanna send people there right now. I want them to be able to plug in. Like, how can people find your YouTube? Thank you, bro. It's YouTube slash at it's really Alvarez. I-T-S really r-e-a-l-l-y alvarez a-l-v as in victor a-r-e-z as in zebra bro that's fire and everybody that's listening if you go into the description below i always 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 do this whether you're listening on spotify google play itunes youtube wherever you're listening at if you're somehow like catching this on the radio i don't know how you're catching it on the radio but damn i guess i finally made it ma 
right? But if you scroll <laughs> down, there will be a description. And in that description, it's going to be a link to all of Alejandro's social media. It's going to be a link to his IG. It's going to be a link to his YouTube. I highly, highly recommend plugging into him and plugging in with him, getting connected. I mean, this guy is what I love about Alejandro is he's an executor, right? He takes information in and he begins to apply it. He begins to work out the kinks and then he begins to produce results, right? And that's all I think I could ever ask for an individual is, hey, can you apply the information and can you produce the results? And Alejandro is that person. Y'all know me. Whenever I have somebody on this podcast, they are the real deal. So Alejandro, I appreciate you for coming back. I appreciate you for being here on a part two. And I appreciate just having the friendship and the connection that I have with you, bro. Thank you, bro. Our friendship is really valuable. Something I value a lot, man. Like it, it comes times where I'm laying down on my bed and I'm doing my final meditation for the night. And I'm like, oh, oh, I forgot to text Marlon. Yo, executed. I got to do, <laughs> clear it out. Like sometimes, bro, I'm like half asleep. And I remember like, I have to text you. Like that's how valuable our friendship is. Like I want to have that mutual respect. And I know sometimes we catch, our, catch ourselves lacking, but we call each other out. Like, hey, yep. let's let's fix this. So thank you so much for having me on here uh, for the second time, bro. And I see you, uh, see you soon in Arizona, bro. Yes, sir. Yo, it's going to be a good time. So yeah, make sure you go and plug in with Alejandro. I'm grateful that he's here. And if you are looking to start building and being around the right kind of people, I'm going to encourage you guys to come and join, be a part of the community, plug in with us on Tuesday nights for the Think big podcast that happens Tuesday nights, every Tuesday, 5 p.m. Arizona time. And if you're getting some love inside there and you want to continue the conversation further, I'm going to encourage you to come join the Morning Mindset community. Go to morningmindsetcoffee.com and come be a part of that conversation. Have these high-level conversations with individuals so you're not just on one side of the screen anymore. Let's have a conversation. So I'll see you guys for the next episode of Into the Mind, and I'll catch you guys later.